0: They actually do have the capability to be um, to be retargeted in flight. It depends on the phase of flight, but the, these these things travel at, like twice the speed of sound. Um, and I've heard people say, um, "Oh, why can't S three hundred and S four hundred, you know, counter these weapons?" And I'm like, "Well, it's because <laughs> because it's it's pretty much impossible." Um, so, yeah, it, 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 the the. HIMARS and and MLRS and, and all of these sort of ground based, um, movable, long range, high precision weapon systems with or sorry, in conjunction with intelligence that being gained by the likes of the US SEALs, the UK SAS, you name it. They will have eyes on targets. They will know where the command center is. They will know where the weapon dump is. And so they will get that target. They will probably point a laser at it, so that the weapon knows exactly where to land. So all of this is is is, is kind of, um, you know, it's this is what we never expected to happen, but what we played games with for the last ten years. Um, so yeah, it, whether or not we are denied G, GPS um, or INS, um, there are other methods of putting a weapon on a target, even if that target's moving. Um, and even if the launch platform is moving I hope that helps so.
1: Thank you very much for the explanation, Ken We got Timu up, welcome Timu. do you have something to add here? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead Yeah, hi, so at least Germans, they have a Gehrmörg's rocket with, I think
2: it was five seekers same as in the smart 155 I think you can give those seekers a target profile so that they don't hit trucks or something if there is you expect there to be something more valuable targets on yeah, the uh, our right. yeah, right. yeah. and then uh, according to the why Russians are jamming all the all the rockets is I think one is that they have if you have an inertial navigation and some anti-jamming system, if you have a partial or if you have any breakthrough through the jamming with the anti-jamming during the travel to target you can use it the successful breakthrough to reset the recalibrate the inertial navigation so that let's say if i shoot a gps-coated rocket at 100 kilometers and it has inertial navigation if the jam is successful whole time the accuracy is about 100 meters but if i have a anti jamming and it has a breakthrough at five kilometers it can use it to recalibrate the inner cell navigation and then and the accuracy is back to like five meters
0: yeah that's um that's absolutely right and and um it also depends on the the, the type of weapon that you are de- deploying um so just very quickly and then i'll um let you all go <laughs> That so if i take uh, the uk weapon storm shadow um and the us uh, designed uh tomahawk um they are long-range cruise uh, cruise missiles. Um, but before they are ever launched, the weapon is basically told what to look for. They they fly low, they, they, they basically follow a, a GPS map, and just before they get to their target, especially Storm Shadow, they pop up, they pop their nose cone off, um, they open up their infrared sensor, and if they do not see what the weapon planners wanted to see, then it will fly off and kill itself into a mountain these are very 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 complex and very expensive weapons um with with triple shaped charges they can count the number of floors that they go through if they were to enter a building from the top floor and it was a 10 story building you know it's 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 insane that is that is the development that we have put into our weapons and our strategic um capability over over the past (laughs) to 30 years and and that is why when we talk about you know cep um i think in this particular battle it doesn't really matter because the civilians have been told to just go just 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 get out of your house and just go away just go to spain or somewhere so the only people that should be there are combatants um if somebody came to my house and said um so uh russia and uh yeah they're coming and there's going to be a big fight i would be on the next you know i would just get in my car and go so what's happening now is russia are throwing artillery shells um and increasingly ukraine is being given more and more western not just very very accurate weapons but there's no point in having accurate weapons if you don't know where you're going to put them so that needs intelligence and that's been going on for for, for months um trusting the ukrainians that that that, that is the wrong word um seeing how they cope with that kind of high-tech, um, super, you know, uh, I mean, look at HIMARS or MLRS or, 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 or any of um, the, the the European systems that we've given them. These are, si- like, if the Russians were to get their hands on just one of them, they, w- they would take it to pieces and, you know, like, re-engineer it. So we are taking a huge risk by throwing all of these weapon systems into this part of Europe. Kevin, you're completely
3: overestimating the engineering capacity of the enemy. Electronic warfare capacity, we can uh, gauge that they are reasonably adept at sensor technology, but they couldn't re- re-engineer and rebuild something for shit at this point in time, to uh, put a technical term to it. <laughs> the, blatant, yeah, right. the blatant fear, which some in the West may have had in the past, has completely evaporated by now. And we're not talking about weapon systems they can rebuild. They couldn't rebuild a high mass system at this point in time, despite the, despite its age. I think we should move on from that point. That fear, if it ever really existed with people, has long evaporated, has gone and has seen its maker in the British tabloids.
1: Yeah, I would say just the fact that we haven't seen any Russian, you know, videos of significant amounts of captured equipment in the last, basically the whole war, um, with the exception of, I guess, Kherson, right? Like, that was the one time. Um, I think that's pretty indicative that Ukraine's been very judicious about their use of this stuff. They understand that this is really sophisticated equipment. It's very valuable to them, and they have no interest in putting it in any kind of position where that could happen. And I I would say that, I don't know, Kev, just, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking out loud here, but just as a military person, right? I mean, you've seen these strikes on these ammo depots in the last uh, week or so, right? You've seen the level of sophistication here, the lack of the ability of Russian air defense systems. It really is unprecedented. I think in a modern military operation for Ukraine to be able to do this without superior air superiority. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that Kev? I mean, could you maybe speak to that a little bit? It's, it it
0: it's it, it, it
1: <laughs> when we
0: first realized what was happening and and by we um I I, I the the UK um defence community and 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 the sort of wider west we were absolutely astonished. Like we 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 could not believe. <laughs> we were like, "What? That's it? so um for um oh yeah, Saw that yeah. Um so um obviously um the the uh NATO uh members and um other countries that aren't um horrible people like Russia, um they have access to intelligence, normally satellite based, um, perhaps uh submarine based or you know boots on the ground, um you know, SAS type folks that look like trees. But but ultimately we we know what's what is going on. Um, And for six months, everybody was screaming at the top of their voices. Um, Has anybody noticed um, Russia, you know, like massing all of their forces around like the Ukrainian border? You know, it looks like about 500,000. Oh, yeah. No, it's just an exercise. Yeah, but you don't normally exercise. (laughs) You know, that's like kind of weird. Um, So we knew that they were going to invade. And that's where we started to train the troops and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I I, I really don't know how to answer that question. It's it's it's. Everybody knows um, in the community that, that 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 I'm in that that, that um, this is only going to end one way, um, and it's going to be ugly. And um, yeah, <laughs> what? Was... And just to, to make it clear, Kevin, Ukraine, Ukrainian victory, right? Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the 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 um the um. <laughs> the, um I, so I I was in the Royal Navy Command HQ uh, last week, and um, they they've got a what what is that film called? I um, it's a uh, it's it it's a it's a Clancy film. Um, uh, anyway, um, yeah. So as far as as far as the UK is 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 uh is concerned, we are a little bit closer to Russia than uh, than the US is, but we're not as close as say I don't know France or Germany. I mean Germany is literally next door to like Poland and Poland is next door to, to like Russia and Russia are absolute psychos like they're bombing uh, like they they are targeting like hospitals where babies are born who who does that it's 2022 like like what the hell is going on? so so yeah i i i'm very busy at the moment and i absolutely love to 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 just turn on my speaker and just listen to you all of you guys and just say oh, well, crap it's not just me it's 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 the whole world and and What we all do um, means something, Um, even if we don't do anything. It's just what we feel, and it 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 means something. And uh, thank
4: you for the opportunity to speak. Thank you. Thank you, Kev. Thank you very much, Um, Axel. uh, You were up a bit later than I was last night. Um, What What was just a little, just a little, just yeah, about hour or two, Um, maybe more. Um, What What was the so what, what is the summary of what uh, happened in nipro in the end? There were, were there three waves of missile strikes? And is there a good count on um, casualties, casualties yet as well as, you know, the destruction caused? Or... Yeah, mate. Um,
3: two uh, were definitely verified. The third one is the one which sat, uh, where we thought it was rolling because of... Secondaries because of additional movement. And um, yeah, I think there. I was wrong uh, to assume this, but I mean, we didn't talk about this openly on the space, but I was definitely uh, wrong at that point in time because I haven't seen anything yet in the last 20 minutes whilst I started listening to you um, to evidence that the third strike wave had occurred. It may have just been that essentially additional secondary explosions occurred. But, um, yeah, we would have to have a look at it in the long and the short of it it is of four thirty in the morning, there was still mayhem, but it was um caused by the first two rounds right uh.
1: um, but Joseph, you've been on longer, so <laughs> you should know well, yeah, I mean, I kind of I fell asleep for a while, then John, yeah, John needed, needed help, so what? I, came, I came back, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you
3: fell asleep i aye, aye, aye. Fell asleep. Joseph.
1: I, yeah, I was there your, for the beginning you Fell of
3: asleep the, at your post, man, man. Not man. at
1: my post. I, <laughs> I came to help John.
3: That is very sweet. So, Domin, neither Joseph, who didn't fall asleep at his post, and Axel, who fell asleep, um, whilst listening to all of you, good people, um, at some four thirty or so,
4: both don't know, but if we can find out. How about that? Um, just before you came up Axel, we were looking a little bit at uh, let's say the, the, the Russian interpretation, the, the Russian soldiers military's interpretation of the uh terror that they've been sowing across Ukraine and um you know how they how even the, the Russian military has completely stopped pretending even if their words after their actions obviously uh spoke for themselves that they are doing anything else but terror bombing um, and trying to destroy as many civilians as they possibly can. Anyway, uh, let's, um, let's go to some hands. Uh, I think Blackout Days has been of the longest, Blackout Days.
2: Yeah, hey guys, i um, former Swedish military and uh, I want to start off with a big thanks. This, uh, this space has been a great way for me to keep myself up to date. So uh, changing subject here. I have uh, two questions. Maybe I've missed something, but why are we not seeing the St. George ribbons anymore? The ones we saw the Russians wear the first few weeks. Like, uh, were they only meant for the, by Russian standard, elite units that are pretty much wiped out, as far as I've understood? Correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, my last question. Have we heard anything about the Ukrainian civilians who were kidnapped and moved to Russia? It really, um, it really sickens me. Slavukhaini.
4: So there was some good news uh, as to to the kidnaps that were taken to Russia if uh, something like 40 uh, Ukrainian children have been returned. Uh, I'm just looking for the source uh, real quick as well. Um, Does anybody want to take the the first part in the meantime?
3: Yeah, there's no real evidence as to why they uh, had phased out their uh, perennial St. George's band. Um, the, The harking back to the tradition of the um, Soviet Army winning the Second World War um, hasn't really helped them much. So I think they've moved on to different fields of propaganda, different imagery. All right.
5: Thanks, guys. Thank
3: you. Domin, you. Well, you were about to address the deported, right?
4: I was, but I haven't found it quite yet. Give me a, a little bit longer, please. I don't want to misstate facts. No worries. Give it a minute.
1: We can in the, mean, get Omar. in the meantime,
3: for
4: levity, uh,
1: Joseph. What happened to the bird? Oh, the bird, right? Uh, the bird's still going out. He's uh, I don't know. He seems all right. I do actually. I found some seeds. I'm gonna try seeds instead of cornmeal. Maybe maybe that'll work. Uh, he's got water. He's like sleeping now. Uh, I don't know. It's a bird. That's all I got. Uh, back to you, Axel. <laughs> Somebody had to ask the question. I don't know. People keep saying, like, take him to like a bird rescue thing. I'm, I don't know. It's a little elaborate. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of messages about this. I'm sorry, everyone. Just so you pl- have to understand. I've gotten completely. I, I think I feel like I made a mistake asking the internet what to do because I've gotten the complete opposite, very extreme opinions on completely the opposite answer from a lot of people. <laughs> so Never
0: do
1: that. Exactly. So, anyway, um, let's maybe go to hands here. Uh, we can go to Omar. I Omar, can, go ahead. I, can, I I found the, uh, the
4: things. In, sorry. So, apparently, 45 children have thus far been returned from occupied territories that have been abducted to Russia. Um, There is 5,100 confirmed and documented cases currently on the docket for action. Um, And this is uh, courtesy of of Daria uh, Herasmichuk, who is the Ukrainian Presidential Advisor for the Rights of Children and Rehabilitation of Children. Um, they're obviously working a lot on this, but there's a um, there there is th- this is literally a drop in the bucket, right? Uh, compared to the hundreds of thousands that were kidnapped and deported to Russia.
2: Wow, hundreds of thousands. Um,
4: the current estimate is around four hundred thousand.
2: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, again, uh, thanks, guys. Um, I'm off. Slava Ukraine. I'm
4: Slava. Sorry about that, Omar. Omar, go ahead.
6: No worries. Uh so uh, as, I, uh, as far as I understand uh we, we did send the Heimer's with the uh with the keyboard. Um did uh, didn't we just uh, not send the digitized uh housers uh out of fear of Russia caching them? Uh shouldn't we shouldn't we start sending the, the proper uh targeting system on on the housers too? So I as far as you can them.
1: tell, we actually
0: oh, yeah. have oh go ahead, Kev oh yeah no yeah so so abs- absolutely the, the the um um so the houses that you're describing um there is a component um which means that when the um when the warhead leaves the barrel um it is it, it absolutely knows where where it's going and that is a component um of a very very um advanced well i say advanced prop like no normal for us, but like advanced for the Russians. Um, it means that when you fire a um, a a one five five shell or, or any kind of um, mun- munition using that system, um, that that weapon is going to land either in your left front door window or your right front door window. It, it like it, it's going to go where it, where it's going to go because it 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 calculates uh, your position on the earth. Um, it takes into account the wind, the weather, um, everything. It, it's very, very sophisticated and it's very, very secret. And that is why um, the um, US, quite rightly, uh, just didn't want to just you know throw th- throw it into Europe where where the Russians might uh, find it. However, um, you're absolutely right. It's it's it, it's pretty much a, it's a game changer. It's it's the difference between hitting a, a tank and missing a tank by ten meters. Um, and if you're going to miss it by 10 meters, you might as well miss it by 10 miles. Um, so, yeah,
4: it, it's a very, very, very important piece of kit. So. And actually, we've seen uh, the m 7s with the full kit on them uh, in theatre as well, about 20 of them that uh, were sent by the U.S. in the later batch. Uh, CJ, our resident artillery officer, likes to say, and he's actually an M777. Uh, actually, is he an M777 battery commander? He was, yes. He
3: was previously an m 777 battery, battery commander very well now he's he, now he's applying his
4: interesting skills to many more artillery so um he noted that they the the rangers they when they train on the m triple seven they don't use any of that uh, technology anyway because. They work under the assumption that uh, it's either faulty, doesn't work, isn't available, or the electronic uh, warfare conditions are such that they can't use it anyway. So when they sent it without those, uh, what is it? It's some sort of a targeting system, I think. Uh, he wasn't too uh, too dismayed because, well, it's it's meant to work perfectly well without it anyway. Um, and the other thing that he noted was the most of the use of that system. Is so that it's fully integrated with uh, the other information systems that the U.S. Army uses in the field, um, and specifically the integration of that with the Air Force. And that since the Ukrainian military doesn't have any of those other tools, uh, then it's not particularly useful anyway. So it's it's fine even without it. Uh, well, it's perfectly fine. Uh, but they do have, I think, twenty that have it. Um, um, twenty that uh, that have that as well. Um, anyway it's yeah it's all good just just, um just
0: before you um proceed to the next topic uh, that there's there's a little bit more to it than that it's it's not just um whether or not gps is available or not or whether it's spoofed or not or whether it's jammed or not um these um these rounds it's 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 not about the launcher it's about the um it's about the warhead that, that that is fired um you know back in like world back in World war two um, they would just like you know throw um, artillery at each other um, now you can steer artillery in flight um, the artillery is in communication with satellites the satellite is in communication with an entire digital battle space um, which is unjamable um, because basically we are 20 years ahead of the Russians. so so there's more to it than than, than just um, you know having an extra bit of kit on an um, you know, like some kind of how it's it, it it there's more to it than that and um, it's it's I I never thought in my lifetime that 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 I would see it tested um and I'm seeing it now and I'm going oh my god that actually works
4: <laughs> so yeah thanks thank you thanks Kevin yeah exactly and even the unguided rounds right even the ones that aren't six caliber type uh, even those are far more precise than the Soviet manufactured equivalents for. Various technical reasons as well. Um, James, you have a question. Yeah, mic check. Yeah, I don't care.
0: Yeah, copy, copy. Okay.
7: Well, Damon, I uh, I sent you uh, a DM so. No, no, it's fine. And uh, Axel, do you have a new mic? Because you sound a
4: little bit uh, different. Uh,
8: no, that's no, no,
4: same mic. Um, oh, do you have any uh, personal relationships in D- in Dnipro? No, nope, not just uh, just uh, irregular uh, regular levels of devastation for a terrorist attack. Um, okay. It's just yeah. that there, there are many more uh, currently in Ukraine than there are uh, you know, most, you sounded, most other places. You sounded, I don't know, take care. I don't know. Thank you, James. Um, much appreciated.
5: Much appreciated. Ollie? Good morning, guys. I hope um, everyone is well. And I asked the question last time, and I was hoping I'd get, I'll catch CJ, but um, I've not caught him. So since Kev is here and Axel is here, I guess I'll ask it. Um, what do you guys think of the VDV and the assault on um, Hostomel? The RT released um, quite a long footage. Uh, there's something I noticed in the footage of like when the assault was about to start, you could see like officers and like soldiers in the VDV being handed over as papers before some went onto the helicopters, some went onto the trucks and however they got there and they were obliterated. What do you guys think of them and how Sorry, why did uh, they feel badly?
0: Ollie, uh... I I've I've just heard you completely, but I'm not sure what your question is like. Like I I totally get what what you just said, but what is it that you're asking?
4: Sorry,
5: I'm asking what you think of them and why they failed badly. Like, and what is the equivalent of the VDV to probably the US Army? Maybe are they Rangers? I'm trying to see why they failed. Well,
4: so they think of
5: themselves. <laughs> Someone else can answer that. Stop. So they think of themselves
4: as though, you know, they're army rangers or something like that, but um, they just went in thinking that they're just going to land there, there's going to be no resistance, and then they're going to go on a 20k march into the center of Kiev. And they didn't, because well, there was resistance appropriately so, right, when they landed at Hostomil. Um, if you look at how the Russian Federation uses the um they're kind of used a lot to suppress domestic dissent as well as you know sort of civilian protests elsewhere um they are very much the shock troops of the Russian empire uh but they're only really good shock troops against unarmed or you know effectively unarmed civilians um and this kind of showed in how they showed in Ukraine and this is why the VVV garrisons are now severely depleted because most of them just jumped straight into, uh, you know, uh, enemy territory, thinking that they're they're almighty, and now everybody will bow in front of them. And they didn't realize that Ukrainians aren't going to look at their uh, blue-white stripe, uh, what's it called, the Telyashnika, whatever, um, uh, and 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 bow in front of them. And they didn't. And instead, they, you know, they they just jumped straight into artillery fire or their plane got shot down before they could even jump out or, you know, whatever. So so that that's basically what happened is they thought it was going to be easy. They thought it was literally going to be a walk in the park and then it wasn't. And then they didn't know what to do. And they weren't prepared for that in the first place. Right? If you look at what uh, gear they brought with them when they unloaded the and, Uh Colonel Spencer spoke to this, right? Colonel Spencer, who, actually jumped uh in into a war literally before right um uh, he said that he, he was completely stunned by the ineffectiveness and the um just the the, the presumptions the presumptuousness uh that the VDV displayed uh, when they were going into hustomer um actually do you
9: want to add anything to that or shall we go to herman kevin okay let's go to her uh, thanks them. um, um... I I I saw multiple reports that the uh, Russians were moving uh, long range uh, capability to Arrendohar uh, like the, the the nuclear power plant the, the separation nuclear power plant that's uh, not in northern it's in, on the south side of the Dnieper river um some 500 troops and uh, uh multiple rocket launchers whatever merged. and actually even brought toshkas there so they did they, they put a fortress into that nuclear power plant facility and they're uh, using them to uh, shoot uh, on, on civilian targets. i believe even the, the strike of Mikhail life actually um, was allegedly originating from there and the idea is to uh, force ukraine to shoot uh, at their own power plant a nuclear power plant um, so, hey, what do you want to do? We're here. Um, uh, it's kind of the Russian way of doing things, I believe. Um, so, m- my, I was a bit, I, I think it's one of the more stupid things that the Russian did by their own standards because, I mean, nuclear power plants are, are fairly robust and stable. Um, they are um, mostly built to withstand a whole bunch of impact being from a plane crash or from an accident or whatever or not. So, what holds back the Ukrainians just to to take all, the, all of those equipment uh, with the, um, high equipment they're having right now? So why, why don't just shoot them down? Is there anything that's going to hold them back by, um, just take, calling the bluff, if you will?
4: <clears throat> Sorry, calling the bluff with respect to um the the inner nuclear power plant and. the... Weapons stored there. Yeah,
9: you're right. Yeah, so the the idea is for, from what I can tell, so the Russians are anticipating. You're not gonna shoot at a nuclear power plant, are you? And the the, the um, what I was thinking is, well, why not? I mean, those things are really stable, and the your rocket launchers are not. So, um, if you put in some, especially when you have some precision guided munitions coming, like the gamers coming from the high-MR systems. So, why wouldn't you do that?
4: Um, maybe. Uh, depends on exactly where they're they're putting their stuff of course uh, i they weren't finally firing at mikhailiv from there they were i think fire, firing at nikopol nikopol is, is across the river mikhailiv is way way further off i know similar names easy easy to confuse um, yeah possibly i guess uh, I, I guess there is a way to do it um i would suspect however that once uh, ukraine is close to that area it's going to Maybe be um uh, best to do you know sort of i wouldn't call it a naval assault across the Dnipro, but it is so wide there that it almost looks like a sea um but but something like that to to uh dismantle whatever Russians have it uh, at in the uh, around the nuclear power plant
9: yeah uh, uh, man to to expand a little bit on that so uh, I saw other reports actually multiple reports that the uh, Russians are moving now their ammunition storage into sites of um, cultural significance, like the drama theater in Curson, they're putting their ammunitions there instead of the warehouses to just make sure, okay, if you want to shoot their ammunitions, you need to destroy your own stuff, kind of like this thing, like doubling down on the pain they're trying to inflict. Um, For find this quite appalling. It's probably also a, a war crime, and it's actually certainly a war crime. And doing things like that Uh, um but but what is gonna be the the proper response to this Uh, you know how do you deal with a situation where you're fighting somebody who's just saying hey bite me I'm, i'm just gonna break all the rules because i can
4: remind you didn't the ottomans stock the the acropolis with um um with uh ammunition and then somebody blew it up as a consequence that is the Parthenon. It's fully functional
9: now. right now. Uh, so um, it's, it's made me a mere shadow of itself at this point.
4: But I'm pretty sure that the Ottomans used it uh, as a, um, what should we call it, as a as a gunpowder store, as an ammo storage. And then the Venetians uh, took exception to that and, and shot it anyway. And that's why the, the Parthenon looks you know much less now than it used to. Uh, so I, I, I have a hunch that the Ukrainians are going to do the same thing. It's more important to get the uh, Russians to stop being able to use their artillery than it is to uh, keep that, um, uh, keep that say, theater in Herson intact, right? Um, it's no good if the theater in Herson stays, but there's a you know, hundred more casualties because of that. That's, uh, that, that makes no sense. And, or the you know, nuclear
9: would... power plant, those bastards.
4: Well, exactly. And the nuclear power plant is a little bit more sensitive for obvious reasons, right? Uh, there's no secondaries uh, in a in the theater. Let's put it that way. Uh, I mean, there are. There's the ones that the Russians are putting in there now, but there aren't inherently any secondaries in there. I don't care what you reckon? Uh,
0: <laughs> I have, I have completely forgotten what I was going to say when I put my hand it up, and now what I want to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. Uh, it, it's yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go away and remember what I was going to say, when I was going to say what I was going to say, Um, and I'll let you guys click on.
4: I really am sorry for interrupting. Thank you. No worries, JSCAMP. And at this point, for a few public service announcements, uh, anyone who would like to come up, uh, just request to speak by clicking that mic button in the bottom right corner of your screen, and uh, then we can bring you up. Um, If you'd all be so kind as to share and retweet the space, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, There's a purple stadium in the bottom right corner somewhere. Uh, you can click that. Uh, they can retweet from there, and uh, you can also just get the link and tweet that out. That's uh, that'd be most appreciated as well. Um, Kev, do you remember what you what you had?
0: Yes, yes. Thank you. It it, it literally came back to me just like uh, as I turned off. So earlier on, um, there was, and I'm not sure if the chap is still um, in the chat. Um, and it went backwards and forwards, and and we had to like cancel the whole chat. And it was all about like oversight and money and you know you know pallets of money going here and there, but I think what he was trying to essentially get at is, um, is this ridiculous? Par- it is it, it's a stunning paradox that that we have this democracy, and the result of a democratic vote will have an impact on an an entire country like which we've already fought for three times before. Um, and and I think a lot of people missed missed that guy's point. What what he was trying to say was, look, there's a US election coming up. How can we engage the US public in this problem in Europe again? I mean, you know, it was World War One, World War Two, you know, if I was an American I would be really, really, really bored of European wars. I'd be like, fucking hell, not again. But like yes, <laughs> again, it's just, it, it is a small
4: world. Um simply there is no other choice right it's it's the, plain and simple it's either uh, put up for the defense of democracy or uh, or or don't and i think that by and large i would say that it's the good american public for a start is you know committed uh to the defense of democracy committed to preventing well, genocide but, in this case and so so so
0: so dom I, I mean that 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 was why I had a massive problem um, with what was being spoken about is because I've been to the States a few times and um, I was in, uh, uh, it was like somewhere in, North, in like North Carolina um, and a guy with me was like Scottish and an American guy said, oh, hey, are you from Scotland? You speak, you speak really good English. And, I, and we were like, well, yeah. So, so America is a massive country. Europe is halfway around the around the world. There is lots of like domestic stuff that like Fox News and and, and, and the, like we watch it from halfway around the world. So why should um, America invest billions and billions of pounds in even weapon systems, sending them to Europe again? Oh, haven't we done this in nineteen forty? You know, haven't we done this? We, like
4: they they've been
0: there before, but
4: it's the right thing to do.
0: Because it 's the books. right thing to do, so so how do we link the right thing to do with what we 're doing now? and I think it's important to link the legacy of all of the people who died in World War II and World War I so that we're not currently walking around in, in, in uh, Hugo boss leather natty pants um, people died my grandma went to the wrong air raid shelter in Liverpool. If she went to the right one, she'd be dead and I wouldn't be speaking to you now. This is how serious this shit is. So that needs to be connected to the price of gas or, you know, the the cost of, you know, a hamburger. Forget the hamburgers. You will not get any hamburgers in Russia, okay? You will get fucking beat around the head with a... Like, it's one thing or the other. Choose one. And when people start saying, oh well, there's a cost and there's a price and we're sending billions. Well, send more, send send all of the billions that you have and then borrow more billions and send them. Per, because...
4: Precisely. And do you know what the best thing is about all of this, Kevin? Um, all of this money has already been spent a decade ago, two decades ago, three decades ago. This is not new money being spent. All of this was spent to build up the armories, right? In the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s in case there is... A war that needs to be fought, and now there is a war to be fought, and there, you don't, you don't need to fight it.
7: There is absolutely, it's all not you need a to war do... to
0: be fought. It is a case of right and wrong. What do I tell my kids? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what? What does anyone listening to my voice right now tell anyone who is going to come ahead of us? Oh yeah, um, they bomb the uh, maternity hospital. Yeah, that 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 the fucking maternity hospital. I mean, come on, guys. Like we have to we have to be better than this and, and we have to have standards. And you cannot bomb material
4: Um so Exactly. Yeah. I think I think we're all in complete agreement here, Kev. There's the right thing to do and the right thing is being done. That is the thing to be underlined, right? Um just yesterday the Minister of Defence of Ukraine said the M two seventy MLRS have arrived in theater. We have seen um what the Arsenal of Democracy has been doing being uh, launched from high Mars uh, systems, right, onto Russian ammo depots. Uh, and more of this, more of this is needed to be able for Ukraine, for Ukrainians to be able to kick the Russians out of Ukraine, um, out of a country where the Russian army does not belong, period. We're
1: You're back actually,
0: it we got just, we're um, backfilling
1: stuff to Poland sorry. to Bal- I said we're, we're we're backfilling a lot of countries you know there's a all, a lot of these weapon like for example if these polish tanks go into ukraine it's because you know Amer- they're replaced with American tanks right there's a lot of a lot of backfilling going on that the issue still has broad bipartisan support um I, you know I think that this I I understand the concern but I don't think there's like a huge issue here I think that it, it was I don't know I, I think that it, there was a lot of Hey, made about something that's a very minor point of contention i'll just say my personal experience okay i've taken money from the state department um i they still bother me about like if i write anything i'm supposed to send it to them <laughs> so like i don't know the money the, it's very well accounted for like i don't know like i, I, every, I had to count for every penny that i uh, that i spent from them like i don't know it, uh, the idea that yeah that we're just sending money into Ukraine and we're not accounting for it—it's ridiculous. And anyway, um, yeah. You. So this is nice. nice.
4: It's some people uh, making mountains out of molehills, yet again, and ignoring the actual mountains, right? And in this case, the actual mountains are the genocide that the Russians are committing in Ukraine.
1: Exactly. Omar. Yeah. There's terror strikes going on. I mean, this exactly. is such a non-issue. Thanks. Go ahead, Daniel. Precisely. Yeah. Omar, go ahead well it's, it's
6: quite amusing to to see how uh, excited uh uh you know uh yeah, Kevin is, is uh, especially like when you're training like um we never knew this would happen again because we thought that this is over like you know like guys I, like when 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 i was seeing the preparations for the invasion i was like what the heck is that it's like it's not not real like what is invading another country is i really didn't know that you could just go and just think, okay, I'm gonna invade. I don't like China. Let's invade China. I, I didn't know that's a thing, you know. So, the the fact yeah, that yeah, so so have... like
0: Omar, like that is not a thing. That 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 is the whole point. That is why the city that I'm in now was practically flattened by German bombers, just killing civilians for four years. That is why I do what I do now because it because it's, it's ridiculous, right? You can't and just Kev, walk into your neighbour's garden. Let's highlight a, this, a, a, right? Like about you can't do it. This is not on. Kev, so
4: let's let's highlight this bit of history. When did the Nazis start terror bombing Lon- London in earnest? Once they okay, realised so, um, they had live Liverpool,
0: win... and they started um,
4: what's called the Liverpool Blitz in
0: 1941. Exactly. It went on for three After years. They
4: knew they couldn't win the Battle of Britain right? After they knew they could no longer get into Britain and conquer Britain. That's when they started the terror bombing of cities in earnest. Russians have done the same. Once they realized they couldn't, once they realized they couldn't actually win. Once they realized they couldn't land in Britain and take over Britain. Only at that point did they start the mass bombings of cities. Once the RAF had already stood up to them and they thought they were going to take Britain, just like they took France in a matter of weeks, right, in a matter of weeks, and then they realise, God, no, nope, 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 this isn't going to work, the RAF is standing up to us, the, the air defences that the Brits have, they're standing up to us, the Brits aren't going to, to, to just take this, they're not just going to, you know, lie down in front of our uh, tanks right. coming uh, off of the so, so, ships. So,
0: very quickly, and, and just to like save everyone else's time, um, so, um, we knew that the air war was going to happen, um, we had something called Chain Home, which was basically like an like the the world's first um, air defence system, um, all of the information from, from what was basically the, the first radar, um, which the Nazis didn't know that we had, um, was sent to a central command system. Um, there were um, RAF bases. Uh, we could send sorties out.
4: Uh, I mean, like the this, this Spitfire, um, you know. Kenf- I, I, I know, I, I know. Yeah. You you so, I'm so saying all the, that- the Nazis started... Right, the Nazis resorted to just pure terror bombing. Only at once they realized that the invasion was not possible anymore. No, right? it was a mistake. So what exactly. happened was,
0: so what happened was, they were actually about to win the Battle of Britain if if they'd have kept battering the southern RAF air bases. However, one Nazi flight made a mistake and dropped some bombs on London, and then Churchill said, "Right." Pockets, and he sent Kevin. Kevin, trust me, that is not true. That's fine, but it's uh, not true. It is, but okay. no. Sorry, uh, mate.
3: It isn't. Trust me. the historians who have gone through this. Military historians, both on the British side as well as uh, on continental European sides, including our American friends, who have done a lot of work in that regard, um, can easily contest that. That is an urban myth. Sorry, there was okay, no. So, so, there so, was so, no straight so, so- this just, was a, just so that completely I can completely different
10: are kev, you please
3: saying... kev please i am saying that yes there's significant historic evidence there's uh, flight records and the likes and orders specifically for both and no they weren't winning the battle of britain at all the german oh, luftwaffe okay. was already fa- the german luftwaffe was already failing at that time but it doesn't really matter let's move on okay okay thank
1: you so... let's maybe go to some hands Edelman.
4: Yeah, I don't remember whose name. I think it was Ian, possibly, and then Douglas Nelson. Ian?
8: Yeah, I, I think I was just, um, I put my hand up when Kev was starting to talk. And I think it was because of a uh, previous conversation that we were having regarding money and uh, regarding contributions by different uh, by different countries to, to the efforts uh, in Ukraine. And I just wanted to reiterate that, uh, you know, I, I feel like I think the majority of Americans do that, uh, every dollar that we spend uh, in in defending Ukraine and supporting uh, the war uh, against the illegal aggression of of, uh, of Russia is a dollar worth spent times ten. And um, I think there was some hesitation by uh, some speakers in the past that were concerned about uh, um, the accounting of uh, the dollars that were spent. And I think uh, that that the vast majority of Americans feel like uh, um, their tax dollars are, are being very well spent in, uh, in Ukraine. And, uh, and we would much rather uh, them than, than go towards uh, Ukraine's effort against uh, the illegal aggression uh, rather than, you know, it being something uh, that, you know, our, our military had to do with boots on the ground. So, uh, you know, uh, i think the discussion earlier was nonsense and uh i think everybody should be sh- supporting it 100 yeah, percent. and it's I mean, not a
1: left-right issue in america right ian like it's it's basically 70 percent high support on both sides it's not this isn't a left-right thing that, that some people might try to make make it out to be
8: good absolutely you're absolutely right it is not a left-right issue it's uh um it's it's completely bi- bipartisan and um uh, you know, it's a very small sliver, a uh, uh, very small minority that uh, is attempting to make it into a political issue. But uh, but the, the vast majority of the populace uh, supports it um, on both sides of the aisle and 100 um, percent. Yeah, let's yeah, not even uh, waste more time on that. I'll, I'll just briefly note that there was a
4: poll that came out very recently. I think the Brookings Brookings Institution did it. And you know, the vast, vast majority of uh, respondents in the U.S., I uh, just wanted to to stick it to uh, Russia and tell Russia that no, you can't actually go go ahead and do that. Uh, that's uh, that's not on, and we will do whatever it takes to stop you from continuing to commit genocide in Ukraine and trying to conquer your neighbors. Douglas,
7: I just uh, wanted to uh, comfort uh, Kev uh, and his doubts about the uh, um, continuation of the arsenal of democracy uh, being funded. America uh, serves that role and has and will continue to. And uh, I spend an inordinate amount of my time to try to uh, preserve that uh, fact. So um, there are elements, uh, I call them the Lindbergh uh, isolationists, who uh, don't understand the uh, interrelationships of the world and uh, uh, want to uh, isolate themselves in a uh, cocoon. But uh, I... I can assure you that uh, they are uh, not going to prevail and that uh, every single F-16 and F-15 that is being uh, uh, sent to uh, Ukraine is going to be used to um, annihilate a uh, uh, fascist. Thank you,
0: Douglas. Um, if, if I can just take two seconds to um, thank you. I, I, I've i seen this going on for the past three or four months, um, so this is no news to me. And, and, and um, I, I don't need anyone to, to sort of back me up. Uh, it's, it's, my, it's my day job, and I'm sure uh, other people listening will be like, yeah, uh, uh, you know. But, um, yes, it, 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 I, I've, um, thank you for that. Um, I, will, I, I, I just want to comfort
7: yeah. you in, in uh, reassuring you as well that uh, it was uh, the alliance uh, uh, with Britain that uh, uh, gave Europe its uh, liberty. And uh, it will continue to be the emphasis of the uh, of those of us who are, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um... yeah, like your, like yourself, dedicating your lives to uh, uh, the preservation of freedom and democracy. Well, I
0: think what's more important is that we have a legacy to preserve. So, World War One, World, World War Two, people younger than us, and I don't know how old anyone is, but if you're sixteen or or twenty five or 30 you went to war to fight a really evil thing like you know people they were gassing people by the fucking million so so here we are it's now our turn okay we've, we've got the internet and we've got twitter but it's still bad and it's our watch and what are we going to do about it are we going to we're argue stepping. about oil prices
4: or like no I, none I just, I just no, of no, that just gonna send the stuff that was bought you know a decades two three four ago to uh, to drop uh, to uh, to get to get rid of uh, uh, of Russians anyway right that's why uh, there was that much investment into uh, into military arms for uh, for decades uh, it was there to fight off Russians when they tried to invade Europe next time. And, uh well, they're trying to invade Europe, and now those, those those arms are being sent to Ukraine to do the job that they were both to do. Um also, Yeah, so that, that, that was
0: called the uh, Reforger, but that was like a full-on Cold War clash. This is like Ukraine and Russia, you know, slowly taking, you know, the Donbass and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this exactly. don't even need this we much We should full-on, everybody, we should be full-on and just square up to them and say, do you want to fight? We'll fight. Let's go to the car park and let's just fucking have it out. I am absolutely incensed, and so is everyone in the UK Armed Forces community. And I'm sure everyone listening to this is um okay. Okay, I'm gonna go and have a drink of hey. water. Thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Kev.
7: Yeah, we are full on. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Let's uh let's go on to Osint. Osint three one three.
10: Go ahead. I guess it's kind of a uh, good transition. I was actually going to bring up for Kev like a bit to assuage a fear, I guess, but more importantly, just to like understand the nuance of America that I think makes America very different from most of Europe, which is that in American politics, obviously we have left and right and and public uh, persuasion, but we also have a bit of like national level ADD. Uh, But what doesn't is our security state apparatus or our state security apparatus. And it's massive, incredibly powerful and deeply ideological. And I mean, I hate to use the term like deep state, but it definitely has like a multi-generational almost uh, ideology that it it pursues. And America at its core amongst those people, which do have a massive influence in DC is a warlike nation. Like war is what we do and it's what we do well. And so the, the core concept of are, are we in it? Are we really in it? Are we going to be pulled away by public uh, persuasion I highly doubt that. I think that this is like we are, we think of things in in effectively two lenses. One is uh, just harsh realist theory. And the other is uh, effectively a 25 to 50 year power strategy, which is stands in stark contrast to what looks like a hyper chaotic, you know, one or two term presidential seesaw that goes back and forth from ends of the spectrum. But when you actually dig underneath it to the security strategy, There actually is a pretty long haul look at things that enables us to have both extreme power and hegemonic uh, power plays. A lot of times that does look pretty bad. uh, But in this case, we think of it from the perspective of can it hurt Russia or China and anything that can hurt Russia or China will uh, basically be advantageous for the United States in the long run uh, and is almost certainly a more positive return on investment dollar for dollar than spending on our own troops or weapons than to do it by way of power projection in a, especially in a place where like, a, like Ukraine was direct conflict as much as I hate to say it, like the, I totally support the idea of providing ATACMS and uh, advanced weaponry. But I think that there is a probably behind the curve power um, like timeline, but I, I think that there is a, Reasoning behind the specific rollout of weaponry and why it's been a little bit slower than we want. And I think part of that might be the narrative that we heard where it's like we're wanting to ensure that Ukraine will use it the right ways because, frankly, honest, Ukraine has repeatedly surprised the United States with how insanely effective they are with weaponry they weren't really trained on. Uh, and all of a sudden, they're hyper-combat effective. I mean, they're teaching us stuff but then the other element of it is there's a long bureaucratic chain that goes into us providing them targetable intel and coordinates and, and, and things that matter for those weapon systems to be as effective as they need to be. Uh, and there's a lot of kinks that need to get out of that. And frankly, we're slow at fixing those kinks. So I think a lot of the slow timeline was less about Ukraine proving itself and more about us having to figure our shit out to make sure that we could get the right data in the right ways to the right people so that we wouldn't blow our advantage. I, it would not surprise me at all if we end up delivering ATACMs and things that are critical. Uh, but I just wanted to reassure Kev, the United States, from every you know, meeting and things that I've been in, is 100% uh, on board to this. And I think that, that uh, it, we are uh, probably going to get more and more aggressive because we realize that there's both so much at stake and the Ukrainians have no real limit. Uh, and, and that is... It should be taken to heart in a good way.
4: Yeah, and uh, actually, yesterday I think there was an interview with Oleksiy Desnikov and I think the Financial Times uh, where there was strongly suggested that there is a very good chance um, that Ukraine might be getting attackums in relatively short order. Right? Um, something about discussions the drawing to a close um, or close to a close uh, on on the question of getting attackums to Ukraine. I mean, attackums to Ukraine would be a really big uh,
10: difference maker, right? I, I totally agree. I think, and this is totally just personal opinion, but I, I think that just looking at Russian doctrine, Russian pre-staging, ways of war, like they've shifted across some of their different courses of action that they generally have on their like little sushi menu of how to do war, and they've now shifted to okay, the the shock troop, hyper fast, blitzkrieg level mentality that they tried in the early objectives failed, and then they worked worked on a
7: uh, bounding artillery supremacy based uh, you know strategy and.